Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday night meltdown as we pick up the pieces following the wildest game of the year in the National Football League. And I'll tell you what, things have been getting crazier in the NFL for the past couple of weeks, but we hit new heights uh, this evening. Like, I, you know, I don't even know where to start uh, with this uh, football game. You know, we had a little bit of everything, high drama, including Lamar Jackson, like pulling the Willis Reed coming back uh, late, pulling the Paul Pierce, all that was missing was the wheelchair. Uh, Lamar Jackson comes back, I, you know, somehow Cleveland leaves Hollywood Brown, who uh, is no longer Sacramento Brown after that big play, and then Baker Mayfield, like, goes down the field. Like, you know, like, it was one of those games Really, it was one of those games where it was over. You actually were like, oh, that sucks. You know, that, that's too bad. Like, you know, when Tucker hit the kick, didn't you, know, didn't you want overtime? Were you thinking, oh, come on, give us more. What more crazy things can happen in this football game? But I'd have to say the craziest thing uh, that happened, besides the teams going back and forth and turning it into a track meet in the fourth quarter, was the fact that don't be fooled by the 47-42 final score. If you're just getting out of work right now, if you're just getting out of jail, you know, do you bail? You, know, you just posted bail. You're like, what happened? I was inside, and you know, I thought they, you know, I thought they won by three. No, no, there was that. The, you know, there was just a couple of seconds left. So Baltimore kicked the ball off to Cleveland, and Cleveland got all stupid and goofy and stuff like that, and. That's the thing. At some point, one of those Cleveland Brown players had to realize, all right, this isn't happening. And I tell you what, one of the first passes, one of the first laterals was nearly picked off and returned too. Buddy like nearly scooped it and he just would have walked into the end zone. Listen, every, you know, I'm not even going to say every year because that that ending is not even a, um, that's, that's not even a like, oh, once a year or something. No, 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 no. That ending of this football game tonight is a once every, like, five years. That's like Leon Lett touching the football in the snow, right? There's, you know, you have these benchmark type of moments. And somehow only the Cleveland Browns would do that, right? You know what? I, You know, I am anything but disciplined, yet somehow I only tease the Cleveland Browns tonight. Winner is this sports race. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet 100 bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Late night anger management class, the Monday night meltdown. I am Gable Morenci. I guess uh, the Monday night meltdown is actually pretty appropriate, isn't it, uh, considering the football game that we just watched uh, this evening, a 47-42 uh, win a meltdown, but it really wasn't a meltdown by the Cleveland Browns. 
you can sort of say, oh, how do you blow it? But really, it was one of those deals that no one really lost the game. They just sort of ran out of time. Except that's not true, because if you bet on the Cleveland Browns plus three, you lost the game. And the term bad beat is tossed around a lot loosely, uh, especially now that every uh, bozo on every corner is betting on sports. So, oh, I lost my $20 bet. It's a bad beat. You, know, you just lost a bet. Right? Not every bet is a bad beat. Yet I've got to say, and we bring in an experienced better uh, right now. I think anybody that lost money on this game is not only allowed to say it was a bad beat, I think they're allowed to get a tattoo um, comm commemorating uh, tonight. What was it December 14th, 2020? Um, RIP. Like, how many people are on the way to the hospital right now? And I'm not even kidding. Like, how many people, like, had a heart attack, like, because the Browns lost? And, like, or were, like, having, you know, chest pains? And then they're like, well, at least I'm going to get the push. And then the safety. I said earlier, Paul, that's not a once-a-year type of play. That's like a once-every-five-years. I'm comparing that to, like, Leon Lett on Thanksgiving in the snow, the Miami Dolphins and the Dallas Cowboys. Paul Bowlby covers experts in the house. How you doing, Paul? Paul Bowlby. <laughs> Evidently, we do not uh, have Paul Bovey. I should have. Uh, I walked right into that one, didn't I? Uh, we walked. Uh, we walked right into. Uh, we walked right into that one. Evidently. Evidently, our Magic Jack hotline. Uh, <laughs> we're having. We're having problems uh, with uh, with Paul Bovey. So uh, I don't know. Keep me. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, at this point, it is. It is what it is. So uh, we'll see what happens with Paul Bowlby. We'll see what happens with everything, actually. We'll see if I actually make it through 180 minutes tonight. Let's set an over-under for that, actually. Let, let's set an over-under for that. So 47-42, and as I stated, you can get you can get a bad beat tattoo like uh, for this. Like, that is the definition. That's, like, beyond bad beat. And you know what? You guys know, normally, listen, I had a ton of plays on this game, all right? We had like 14 picks. We had in-game picks. We had a lot of picks on this game. But amazingly enough, I resisted staying away from Baltimore or Cleveland. I only did the teaser, right? So I did Cleveland plus 10 to the over. So when all this craziness was going on, I wasn't as stressed out as everybody was. <laughs> and I'm glad I wasn't because I got to be honest with you. Like, we, you know what? I almost want, I would say we'll check in with Cam, but that's probably technologically impossible. Star Trek in the 60s uh, were more advanced uh, than us. So I don't want to start reaching here. Um, but I, we better check in with our boy Cam Stewart, actually. Because I know Cam Stewart actually did have, um, I know Cam Stewart actually did have uh, the Cleveland Browns, right? So plus the points. Cleveland Browns plus the points. Like, and, you know, you want to talk, you know, we were we were joking and we were kidding around about uh, about Dan Bailey and about the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, it continued tonight. Listen, my picks were, were gold tonight. Like, we're, I tell you what, we're in an NFL zone right now in which um, I'm seeing the way the games are going to go even. Not a lot of people were saying today, if you tuned into Game Time Decisions, I said, track me. I said, this game is going to turn into a wild, high-scoring affair, and we're loading up on a bunch of these props. 
right? We're loading up on a bunch of the props, but I, I really was hesitant to, to like commit to taking the Cleveland Browns in this spot. So I ended up uh, teasing them uh, when it was all said and done. But we talk about Dan Bailey, and Dan Bailey screwed us yesterday, all right? Now, today, we killed the props. Two of my prop losses were both these loser kickers. And Tucker, yeah, good job, Tucker. You made the 55-yarder to win the football game. You also missed an extra point, all right? Oh, it was blocked or whatever. Same crap. And he goes under. His prop was seven and a half. He gets to seven. Perky, on the other hand, I deserve to get hit in the head with a brick, all right? For betting on Cody Parkey. Like, 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 uh, like uh, th- this might be the stupidest bet I've ever made in my life, actually. Like, I know that Cody Parkey is like the worst kicker in the history of, uh, of kickers. We know this. It's not like, oh, it's, it's a shock, right? It's not like, oh, it's a shock that Cody Parkey uh, blows. And here's Cody Parkey blowing tonight. I've never seen a dude, like, he looked more nervous. You know, like tonight, like at the end of the game, I probably would have went for two, to be honest. If you think about it, there was a good chance Parkey would have missed it. You would have put even more pressure on Baltimore. It was, you know what I mean? As as opposed to uh, the game being tied. All right, I believe we have Paul Bovey uh, now stepping up and in on the Magic Jack hotline. How you doing tonight, Paul? I'm here, babe. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Paul. How you Hello. doing? I'm doing great, but you know what? You pissed me off when you brought up Leon Lett because the Leon Lett story is that I was in doing karaoke, went out to the car to listen to the uh, finish of the game, and all I heard was a block, and I went, uh, I, I, I shut it off and didn't find out till 10 hours later that I actually lost the game. I had Dallas in a teaser, but yeah, tonight was one for the ages that if you remember, there was a, a game three years ago between the now Washington ball club and the Kansas City Chiefs that ended in similar fashion with a late touchdown by Justin Houston, which was a crusher for both the side and the over. So these things happen. You're right, Gabe. It's not every five years, but maybe every three years you get a finish like this and you just got to gut it out and come back the next game. Yeah, I'm glad that you agree uh, with that. As far as um, it's not a yearly thing, right? Like it's you know, there are and listen, there's this year there's been a lot of you know late crazy finishes. There's college football. I get it. This isn't unique, but this game kind of is turning into a 47-42 battle, going back and forth in the fashion that it did, and then looking like maybe overtime, and then ultimately the safety at the end. I got to tell you though. I, I thought it was close to being a touchdown. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are actually going to give up a touchdown here, probably. Like, one of the laterals nearly got picked off. But ultimately, there's certain cities and teams that this stuff happens to. And, and you know, Buffalo, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, you know, the Music City Miracle. I'm a Michigan fan, the Cordell Stewart Hail Mary, right? Like, there's certain, like, you know, benchmark water moments, so... <laughs> so to speak, that you never forget. And I think tonight's going to be one of these deals that people never forget. As Like I said, I'm sure hospitals in Cleveland are filling up right now. I was actually jealous in a fan's ball. I'm like, man, look at these guys. They're you know, drinking beer. They're at the game. No fans in Buffalo. There's no fans in a bunch of places. I got to be honest. I bet you all those people that were so felt so special that they were at that game probably weren't too happy as they were leaving the stadium tonight, Paul. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, definitely a killjoy there. But, you know, the Ravens win the game. 
but Cleveland wins a lot of respect. And I know Baker Mayfield, I saw things in Baker Mayfield tonight that I did not know he was capable of. He threw 19 incomplete passes. Now, in years past, the 2019 version rendition of Baker Mayfield would have thrown that directly, thrown those balls directly into coverage, and he would have had three interceptions. But credit right, hold, that thought, the ball. hold that thought. We'll hit it on the other side. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network, the early line. What are you doing if you are Philly to make, whether it's Hurts or Wentz, more productive? Is it to augment their weapons, to give them protection, to help bolster the defense on the other side? It's the early line with Dane Martinez and Jared Walsh on Sports Grid. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. Listen on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, Siri. SXM channel 204 or wherever you get podcasts. Watch live on sportsgrid.com or your favorite OTT platform. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah. Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa. $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Late night anger management class, Monday night meltdown. Paul Bovey comes experts in the house with us. And uh, yeah, I brought up the Leon Lett. Sorry, Paul. Somebody just got me back. And you know, it's funny. I said there's only there's certain teams or certain cities that it just happens. And I knew it was going to happen. I tweeted before. I said, you know, Tucker's going to hit a kick here, right? Like, you know, you know, like it's Cleveland. Like, you know, they're about to lose in some horrific, painful fashion. But I'm right there. I feel their pain as a Buffalo Bill fan. And uh, thanks to old man, a Patriot fan. Yeah, thanks, old man, for reminding me. And I'm sure you remember, Paul, the Monday nighter, Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills uh, in Buffalo, first Monday nighter in Buffalo in like forever. And um, the, the, the Bills had like a 14-point lead or something with like five minutes left. I don't know. I was pretty drunk. I was in the end zone. <laughs> and it was a train wreck. It was a disaster. I remember like people were like, I can't believe we're going to win. And I said, there were a bunch of younger people there. I said, win? I said, guys, like, <laughs> I, said, there's four, I said, there's four minutes left, man. I said, there's four minutes left. A lot of stuff can happen. And I swear to God, the winning field goal, like, literally, like, landed, like, next to us, like, right in the middle. <laughs> and then I was all mad. I was like, I told you, stupid kids. God, oh, we're going to win. And I said, you win it. I said, oh, don't you know anything about the Bills? Oh, I was mad. When I stormed out in, like, not a good mood. It was my younger, like, rowdier days, Paul. 
it didn't end well. Like I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky I didn't get like arrested. To be honest, like, like there's a few times I've stormed out of stadiums like irate. That was one of them, and they weren't having it there, so I had to chill out. Once uh, the Raptors lost to the Cavaliers on a bad call in the playoffs, and I wasn't too happy, bro. Like I was flipping garbage cans on the way out of the arena. Like, like, and, but it, people were so mad. Even the cops like were mad. Like no one was stopping anybody. Like people were just one of those one of those moments. But I, you know, I'd like to know the stories behind the stories. Like Paul, how many idiots like broke their hand tonight in Cleveland? You know what I mean? How many people broke uh, their foot, broke uh, their hand, did like something stupid? How many smashed TVs? How many smashed computers? How many relationships have just gone wrong because uh, someone, some, someone told someone to chill out? Chill out, honey. It's just a football game. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how many things have gone wrong in Cleveland in the last? There's like a reality TV series. How many things have gone wrong in Cleveland in the last couple of hours, Paul? Serenity now, baby. That's all I could say. But it's it's funny you mentioned that about Cody Parkey. Because when it was 42-41, I literally flipped the channel. I Because I, I wanted Cleveland to win. I literally flipped the channel. I could not watch it. And I just peeked at the ESPN uh, scoreboard update. And it, and it hit the 42. And I go, thank God. Because he just had that look of terror in his eyes and you knew that the guy was scared out of his wits and you're right maybe they should have gone for the two and maybe it would have been a lot better off if they would have flipped that uh that call and kareem hunt would not have gotten into the end zone and they would have had the ball first and goal at the uh two inch line and they would have bled some clock so lamar jackson couldn't take the team down the field and get the winning field goal and you know and uh you know, it might have been a different result, but hey, it, it is what it is, and there'll be bad beats uh, in the future, and you just got to live with them and hope that your good beats, that you remember them when you get these types of games, because they're going to happen. Yeah, you know what? We did pretty well. We had Cleveland tease to the over. We had uh, Baltimore and Cleveland to go over just on their own. Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown, plus uh, 130. Lamar Jackson over 61 and a half rush yards hits. Uh, Lamar um, Lamar Jackson over one and a half touchdowns at 160 does not hit. Lamar over 17 and a half completions does not hit. Baker over 17 and a half hits. Andrews over three and a half receptions hits. Landry over four and a half receptions hits. We lose the kicker point props and we lose the Andrews TD prop. But as you can see, uh, we nailed this game pretty well. I didn't take a side. I just took the over and I teased the Cleveland Browns. And then I jumped in on an in-game over 62 and a half and an in-game over, Baker Mayfield, 253 and a half. So I really couldn't have played it any better, to be honest, Paul. You, you know, Gabe, if, if, I, if I were there right now, I'd be rubbing your head for future luck. Congratulations. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely, definitely nailed it. It was a great game, and I actually got scared off the over. I loved it all week, but when I saw 18-mile-an-hour wins, I said, you know, I'm just going to back off, and I played it live at 48 and a half, and obviously it was good because sometimes it's better to sit back. I find with these totals when it comes to win, and just watch the trajectory of the first couple footballs as they go down the field because oftentimes that is very telling as to whether the win's going to be a factor uh, throughout the game. All right, so let's get down to business and start crunching some numbers, and we'll see what Paul has moved on uh, here. 
and we'll get you caught up to date with the Week 15 NFL point spreads right now. Thursday night football, the Las Vegas Raiders are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Chargers. Total 53-and-a-half. And kind of a letdown when you consider, you know, we've been spoiled as of late with these primetime games that actually are pretty cool with, with pretty good teams. And now we've got to watch the Raiders and the Chargers. You know, Paul, I, I, I knew the Raiders were a fade material uh, team yesterday. You know, to me, they're running out of gas. Uh, Indianapolis is starting to dial things up, and they're getting very comfortable with Jonathan Taylor uh, getting into a rhythm and figuring things out right now. So, you know, what about the Raiders laying three and a half here? It's hard to trust this football team, but we're dealing with the Chargers on the other side who are a Jekyll and Hyde, to say the least. What's your opinion on this game? I could not lay three and a half with the Raiders. In fact, I'm surprised the total actually opened 55, down to 53, 53 and a half. The Raiders uh, led up 212 yards on the ground to Indy. And then the week prior, 206 to the Jets with their backup running backs after Gore goes out with a concussion on the first play of the game on his first carry, much to my chagrin, as I had him over 59 and a half yards. They're just not getting anything in the way of run stoppage, and the defense is the side of the ball that's collapsing, and too many turnovers. Another uh, two turnovers, two interceptions by Derek Carr, and frustrates his performance, which was pretty good outside of that, 31 of 46 for 315. But I actually think it's an entertaining game. It's two teams uh, within the state. There's a rivalry there, and... I think it uh, should be some respectable football, but I could never lay points with the Raiders uh, given their defense, and uh, I would be a taker here if I were doing anything. You know, I tell you what, normally this is an underdog series as well, and you know the Chargers. It's Thursday night football, guys. It's you know it's a little different intensity level than some of the games we've been seeing. You know, Pittsburgh's and the Buffaloes of the world, and now Cleveland and Baltimore tonight. But the Raiders season is on the line here. But that'll motivate the Chargers. The Chargers have the talent to play with the Raiders. So I'll be looking at the underdog lightly, lightly. All right, I'll blast through the games, and you can sort of jump in at any time, Paul. My Buffalo Bills. And all right, let me just get let me throw it at you, Paul, because you were one of the critics wondering about their defense. Are you starting to buy in now that their defense oh, no, is no, good no, enough? No. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold Hold your horses, Gabe. I know what you bet I on the Bills. You? I know you put a lot of money on their win totals, but you were critical of their defense as well. I was critical of the defense when Matt Milano was out and they couldn't guard a tight end. But uh, if you recall, I was on the show last week and you came out and said Pitt was one and a half point favorites. And I said the line yeah, is yeah. definitely going to flip that there's absolutely no way that Pittsburgh would be able to contend with this offense, that the Bills were a much better team. And I have to tell you, this was my biggest bet of the week, was on the Bills. And I'll tell you, I was in panic mode in the first half. I'm ashamed to say I got out of part of it because I I could not believe the turnaround. And I'm sure you were uh, probably sitting on pins and needles in the first half. They looked absolutely horrible. But eventually, uh, cream rises to the top, and Josh Allen did what Josh Allen's been doing all year long, and that is picking defenses apart, using his number one receiver, Stephon Diggs, and exploiting a Steelers defense that is totally overrated. And I give the Steelers a pass in that they have injuries to Dupree and Bush and Spillane, 
but their offense is pedestrian at best. Ben Roethlisberger, clearly not the same quarterback he was a decade ago. And they're, all their receivers are like uh, Roberto Duran, hands of stone. They drop footballs. No, you're right. The Steelers, Steelers have repeated issues with this. They've got repeated issues uh, with, with draw passes, and it's catching up to them. Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball down the field. Uh, right now, we, you know, I'm not going to lie, too. I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind seeing the Bills struggle like that early, Paul, because I'm impressed the way they fought their way through that. They didn't get down on themselves. It was like a heavyweight fight early. They fought themselves through. More with Bobby on the other side. Bring it. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Your heart's racing. The clock's running out. It all comes down to this. We're talking pregame. 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 Get locked in with game time decisions. Your hosts, Gabe Marinci and Cam Stewart, will get you ready for game time. Everything you need to know before a game goes off the board with the best lips to back it up. Make your best bet with live odds updates, late breaking news, up to the minute injury reports, and real time analytics from inside the sports books. All the odds, all the action from sports wagering insiders and industry pros like Donnie Wrightside, Cam Luke, Cousin Sal, the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, and more. Get the winning edge every weekday afternoon from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 3 to 4 Pacific. It's game time decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Sports Grid TV Network is a new streaming video sports channel for you, dedicated to serving the massive fantasy sports and wagering audience. Sports Grid TV is live, free on Vizio Smartcast, with real-time data and expert commentary featuring Pat McAfee, Scott Farrell, Gabe Marinci, Pro Football Doc Dr. David Chow, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan, and more. Simply connect to the Vizio Smart TV video service for instant access to the free sports channels to watch Sports Grid and get the winning edge. That's Sports Grid TV, free on Vizio Smartcast. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Late night anger management class. Is, uh, we're throwing it. <laughs> I thought it was fitting, Paul. You're not here because you're gamblers. You're here because you're bad gamblers. Like, yeah, who's ever gone to Gamblers Anonymous because they said, you know what? I was, you know, I'm on a 23 and 0 run, and I want to stop, Paul. <laughs> Let's just be real, right? You're not there because you're gambling. You're there because you're a loser. <laughs> uh, exactly. Paul Bovey. Uh, Paul Bovey. Uh, with us. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, from the Battle of the Sexes, if you want to see the movie. Uh, Battle of the Sexes, the Bobby Riggs story. He's a great gambler, Bobby Riggs. Well, he wasn't. He was a degenerate. I lost five he was a degenerate. in that match. I lost five. I think I was 
I think I was 11 or 12 years old, and I lost $5 on that match. I swore he would – I think I just bought into his bowl because he just talked a good game, and he ended up getting – you know, Billie Jean King absolutely wiped the floor, and it really hurt me to pay that $5. I mean, $5 <laughs> back then actually bought you something. Today doesn't get you anything. I mean, you put a pillow under your tooth back then, and you got a dollar. Today you get 20 I mean, it's unbelievable. But anyway. Yeah. Last time I lost it, too, somebody punched it out, and I didn't get anything. <laughs> I didn't get That's great. That's a great story that you bet on the Bobby Riggs, the battle of the sexes. And my favorite part of the story of that, and it's actually true, is that during the match, so Bobby Riggs is in the Astrodome, and Bobby Riggs is wearing, like, this jacket with a sponsor on the back, and it's hot as hell. And like Paul said, Billie Jean King's not taking it easy on him. Like, she's kicking the crap out of him, right? Like, bam, bam, she's smoking the ball back at him. <laughs> he's, you even see the real footage. Like, he's gassed, man. He's older and stuff, right? Like Paul said, he just talked a big game, right? He ran his mouth. And people were really sexist back then. So they're like, oh, yeah, man would beat her for sure. So uh, he's wearing the jacket. And it's in the movie, but it's a true story. Like, Bobby Riggs told the story. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Is... He goes, God, it's hot in here, man. And so he looks over at, like, the trainer. He goes, God, it's hot in here. And the trainer's like, well, Bobby, you got to take your jacket off. And he goes, he gets all mad. He goes, I can't. He goes, I took $50,000, and I already lost it, all right? He goes, I, he goes, I got to wear the jacket. He goes, I got to deal with the guy. <laughs> it's just too good that he's such a degenerate. And that's why he ends up at Gamblers Anonymous. His wife, he was married to, like, some rich tennis wife type thing. And she was like, you're a loser degenerate. You've got to go to Gamblers Anonymous. And he used to go to Gamblers Anonymous, but really just like try to get other people to bet with him. So yeah, really, really, really fun story. All right. Um, so Paul Bovey kick it with us. So the Buffalo Bills, after that big win, they beat San Francisco. They beat Pittsburgh. Well, it doesn't seem like the best spot on a Saturday afternoon against the Denver Broncos laying six and a half on the highway here. What's your take on this one? Well, Drew Locke comes in off a 21 of 27, four touchdown, almost perfect rating performance. But look, I, I got to feel that Buffalo is going to find a way to win this game. I think there's just way too much at stake. And maybe Denver's a little overhyped off that game. Buffalo comes in, what, six-point favorites. I'm not going to lay the six. Uh, Denver's not getting a lot of production out of their running game. Philip Lindsay, by the way, has really dropped off, and Melvin Gord's taken over his lead back. Buffalo should win the game. I'm not willing to lay the six points, so I'll probably be off it and look for a problem. Yeah, it's one of these. Um, it's one of these. One of these games that let's see how things play out throughout the week. Buffalo do a good job of not letting down. You know, they're ten and three. Ten and you know, so evidently they don't let down uh, that much. But you know, it's. The light's getting to the end of the tunnel for the Buffalo Bills right now. There's only three games left. You're playing Denver. After that, it's New England. Yeah, it's still the New England Patriots to them, and they have the Dolphins after this. So you might get some urgency, actually, from the Bills that, um, that they, you know what? This is their last non-division game of the year, right? So it's like it's, it's been better handle their business and get another win. You don't know what's going to happen moving forward. And as good as the season has been for the Bills, they still got to handle their business against the Miami Dolphins. They will. They will, they will win this division, but they still need to lock it up, Paul. So I don't think the Bills are really let up, but like I said, it's just it's six and a half on the road. I'm not in love with it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not in love with it. I do think they're going to win the game. And Carolina did run the ball against Denver. I, I, 21 carries, a buck 25, and there were no breakaway runs. Problem is the Bills just don't run the ball well. Uh, thankfully, they have uh, this incredible passing game, and they did get Stephon Diggs because without Diggs, they'd be an ordinary offense because without a, a solid, reliable running game, you know where you go in this league. I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. No running game. They go nowhere. But thankfully, Josh Allen has really stepped up and is in a class by himself, along with uh, you know Patrick Mahomes and a few other quarterbacks around the league, a select few, and he's really taken the Bills to uh, another level. Okay, uh, Paul Bowlby, kick it with us. Covers experts in the house. Covers uh, dot uh, com. Um, all right, let's let's keep this rolling as far as uh, looking at some of these numbers. The other Saturday game is Green Bay Packers laying eight and a half points against the Carolina Panthers. Total fifty one and a half there. Bills Broncos totals 50 and a half, just for the record. Uh, Chicago Bears plus three and a half against the Minnesota Vikings, total 46. The Lions are getting 10 and a half against the Titans. Houston gets seven against Indianapolis. Miami Dolphins minus two and a half. That's an interesting number right there, but the Dolphins did lose a lot of bodies, guys, in this football game. Linebackers, wide receivers, something to keep our eye on moving forward with the Dolphins injury uh, situation. Niners lay three at the Cowboys. I see that there's been some line movement. Washington were uh, getting four and a half against Seattle, now five and a half. Tampa lay six at Atlanta. The Rams lay 17 at home against the Jets. Philadelphia, Philadelphia with Hurts. I was on them yesterday, Paul, and you know what? I was kind of intrigued by them getting the points again against Arizona, but speaking with Dr. Chow uh, earlier today, they're, they're, without three, they're gonna be without three of their four starting um, um, defensive backs. Totally depleted yeah, you know in a defensive backfield. I think the overpaw is the way to go here, buddy. You know what I did? I'll tell you what I did along the lines of what you just uh, mentioned. Last night, I took six with uh, Philadelphia, and I hit it twice. I didn't send you a copy of the ticket. I came back this morning and jumped off of it, and it cost me a couple hundred dollars. It cost me like three, two, three hundred dollars. I think I mentioned to you I did that a few weeks ago. I will do that yeah, from yeah. time to time. It worked out a few weeks ago because I jumped off Indianapolis, uh, the under at 53. Eventually went down to 49 and a half with Houston. They they ended up uh, uh, going low at 46. But I, because of that secondary situation, Maddox and uh, a couple other guys, I jumped off that. Now, with respect to the over, I don't have a lot of confidence in Arizona's offense. It was the DeAndre Hopkins show against the Giants. He had nine catches for a buck 36. But they have stalled this year on numerous occasions, 23 at home against Detroit, 17 against New England. It took a miracle to get him to 32 against, uh, against the Bills uh, in, with that DeAndre Hopkins end zone uh, catch. And they've just not been a prolific offense. I don't have a lot of confidence in, in Kyler Murray right now. And if they don't get Hopkins involved in the game, they'll struggle. So I'm not going to be on the over on the game. I'm just going to sit tight with it. Big, big game. Kansas City Chiefs now with the, um, the top seed in the, in the AFC. And now they face the former top seed in the NFC, New Orleans, coming off the loss against the aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles. You know, so I don't know. I thought Drew Brees, you know, every time I speak to Dr. Chow, it seems like Drew Brees is sort of around the corner and ready to come back. Um, and I think, uh, he's, listen, he's practicing. So I think Drew Brees is a possibility, actually, to play. They might have to bite the bullet anyways, New Orleans. They got to get Brees back out there. 
And will he be great in his first game back? Maybe not. But at some point, they got to get it out of the way anyways. What do you make of this heavyweight uh, tilt, this heavyweight matchup uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints? Chiefs laying three and a half points at New Orleans, 51 and a half. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes, but I will bet against that defense. And I don't think they uh, have been good this year. They gave up over 30 points to both the Panthers, the Raiders. Uh, and, you know, yesterday, what, 27 to the Dolphins? The Dolphins' leading receiver yesterday was a quarterback from Kentucky named Lynn Bowden. They don't have a lot of weapons, the Dolphins. And and they uh, somehow managed to get 24 points. And uh, I just would rather bet the New Orleans team total over, which is what I did. It was 23 and a half. Anything under 24 is a play. And I'll rely on them to get some points. Alvin Kamara should get off. They should get their running game going. The Chiefs have a lot of trouble stopping the run. So that's the direction I'll go here. Paul Bovey kicking it with us. All right, uh, Paul. Let's get into some college uh, football. Big week of college football this week. Conference championship action. And, you know, looking at these games. So, guys, we didn't get to this off the top of the program. So, Washington are out. It was going to be USC and Washington in the Pac-12 title game. And USC were laying six and a half to Washington. But uh, Washington are out due to COVID. The Oregon Ducks are in. The USC Trojans lay three and a half in this game. Should be a fun game. Over under is 61 and a half. And, you know, I'm kicking myself. I, you know, this is where I should take a page out of your book and be more patient. Because, man, last week, dude, Alabama were 12 and a half, 13. It's 13 and a half. And I told Steve Merrill, I said, the number's too low. I said, they should be like 16, 17 point favorites. Alabama going to smash these guys. And here we are right now. It keeps climbing because of Florida's loss. 17 and a half Alabama lays. And Clemson, Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame are getting enough respect, up, Paul. I think we got about a minute before we go to a break again. So let's start off with the SEC game, Alabama-Florida. Look, Florida, Florida's defense is not up to the task here. They, Kellen Mond was 25 at 35 for 338. And Kellen Mond's not a good quarterback. I mean, he hasn't been productive this year. Felipe Franks, 15 and 19. This is a statement game for Mac Jones with respect to the Heisman Trophy versus Trask. Mac Jones should have a huge game here against this defense. And I don't see any problem with Arizona getting in, I mean, Alabama getting into the high 40s here. And I, I just don't think that uh, Florida is going to be able to keep up. I just don't. Uh, Alabama wins this game going away. Paul Bobie laying it down. Covers experts. Level one flying by. A couple of more minutes with Paul on the other side. Bring it. Listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-803-1961. 800-803-1961. 
800-803-1961. That's 800-803-1961. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Grid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I don't know what the hell is going on, man. I said this earlier. I guess this is all about being positive. And, you know, you can... You know, be careful what you wish for. You might get it. It's one of those deals. Self-fulfilling prophecy type of stuff. And I know me and both Cam, I don't know what it is. Every Monday, it's like the Kevin Walsh segment. It's always surly and angry. Everyone always starts yelling at each other. And, <laughs> and I said earlier, I'm like, man, doesn't feel like a Monday. It feels like it's the end of the week already. And I've already lost it like 13 times in the last, like, I don't know, six hours. And I'm like, God, it's only Monday. Like the week just started. Uh, but hey, you know, and I look, I'm looking at our chat right now. It's like it's a Friday night. What are you guys all on meth tonight or something? You guys, it's a holiday meth season. Paul Bovey kicking one of those covers experts. So, Paul, Notre Dame and Clemson. Man, I think Notre Dame can hang around in this game. I do. You know, it wasn't being, I, I, I think they're getting disrespected. Gabe, I agree with you. Look, Wonder Boy sat out last game. I get it. But, you know, the replacement quarterback, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. He was 29 of 44 for 439. And Clemson ran the ball 33 times and amassed the grand sum of 34 yards, whereas Notre Dame ran the ball 40 times for 208. Travis Etienne, 18 for 28. Clemson does not run the football. Notre Dame runs the football. Williams ran 23 for 140. Edge Notre Dame. Ian Book is a decent quarterback. Notre Dame has a respectable defense. There's no way this should be 10 and a half. Look, I grabbed the points because it's value. The game maximum should be six. I don't think Wonderboy Trevor Lawrence is worth that much in terms of a potentially superior performance to what went on in the first game. I'd like to see Notre Dame shake things up and beat them again and really open this thing uh, wide open as far as the, the playoff bracket is concerned. Paul Bowlby, covers experts, the best. Always a pleasure, my man. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. Thank you. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. <laughs> 